This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. content creator Mary Barnett, also known as Mobile Mary. I'm the founder of Another Brilliant Idea, and I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs grow their business with digital marketing and communication tools, tips, and resources that empower them to be bold and stand in their brilliance on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Brilliant Marketing with Mary show. I'm Mary. This is my show. So thank you so much for being here. We have so much fun for you today. Um, Have you ever thought about growing a Facebook group, but you don't know where to start? And if you have made one and it's just sitting there and it's not doing amazing things for you, you figuring out like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this thing? Well, guess what? Today, today, the subject of our, or the topic of our show is how to become a Facebook group marketing beast. Doesn't that sound great? You want to be a marketing beast, right? So, so do you want to drive people to that that group and provide amazing awesomeness? And then also, I don't know, make some money from that, right? Have that be a constant uh, profit stream for you. And today I'm so excited because my guest is going to talk about that and share all her secrets, which I'm so absolutely thrilled for because I just started a group a little bit ago and I'm excited about learning from her. So she's absolutely amazing. But before we get into that, the group that actually I started that I thought I would share with you is uh, Marketing Innovators Playground, where serious fun meets uh, creative success or creative fun is serious success, something like that. Maybe she'll give me a tip on how I should announce it. Anyways, so this is a community I would love for you to join because we have so much fun in there. We do, I do software like how to's, like walk through software that I think is really cool for people to use. Um, I I invite amazing guests like my wonderful guest today, Sierra. And I also have creative marketing tips and examples and things for people who are looking to use their creativity and have a little fun in their marketing to drive more traffic to their offer and obviously um, bring more awesomeness to the world, right? Because I always say that you are the answer to someone's prayer, and if, but if no one knows you're there, how are you gonna help them, right? So we have to make sure that people know who you are. So I wanna make sure that I do Sierra justice. I'm sure everyone in the world knows this amazing woman, but just in case one person out there doesn't know, I thought I should introduce her properly, and then I will bring her on up. So Sierra is a rock star, to be honest. I met her recently in person and she is vivacious, energetic, and lovely. And she has five children. You're never going to believe it because literally she looks so young. But 
She has helped over 350 businesses build their audiences and groups on Facebook, resulting in a consistent and predictable five to seven figure months. Wow. With smaller audiences of highly qualified leads. She has been a featured speaker for Taylor Welch, Rich Sheffrin, John Madsen, Business Coaching Institute, and Tyler DeHayes, if I said that correctly, and is the author of Not a Sales Book. Hmm, I want to know more about that. She is the wife of 19 years to an army vet and a mother of five kids, one being a brain tumor survivor. Wow. She is passionate about supporting industry experts to get their voices heard by the people that need them most with highly organic visibility and engagement. And without further ado, let's welcome this rock star. Yay! Hello! <laughs> I'm so excited that you took time to uh, be on the show today, Sierra. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing me on. I I was so excited the moment I met you because, again, with the energy, I think that we have a lot of compatibility and alignment in terms of energy and how we're able to help and impact this industry. I love it. I love it. Um, and she's so amazing because... Um, Seriously, when we were at Molly's event, and by the way, we need to do a little cheers with our with our magic feather. Yeah. Is it cheers? Yeah. Wait, which which way? This way. Yeah. Oh, ching, ching, oh, ching. I can do it. <laughs> They're golden things. So the thought behind the magic feather, if you watch Dumbo, which I'm sure everyone in the world has, is that we have a magic in us already. We really don't need the feather, but it's a reminder that we have the magic in us. So I'm excited to talk to you today about that, Sierra. So tell me, how did you get started in your business? Uh, oh, in my business. Um, well, that's a that's a really interesting story. It actually, my business started in a severe time of trauma in my life where oh. my son, the brain tumor survivor, the way we found out he had a brain tumor was he was actually cooking brunch for us on a Saturday. I, I'm Vividly how old, how old like was he at the time? Yesterday. He was 11 and, oh and he was cooking brunch for us and um, making like grilled cheese sandwiches or something. And all of a sudden I hear behind me, I hear like a tiny bit of commotion where my daughter, who's a year older than him was like, you know, Hey Israel, are you okay? Israel, did you burn yourself? And she was mad at him that morning. So like hearing her ask him that I, it's like, I knew it must've been something. So I just tapped my husband on the shoulder. We had a big open concept. So like we, he was right behind us, but I tapped my husband on the shoulder and I was like, Hey, can you go check on that? And he jumped into the kitchen and it was just silent. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And so I go in there and to my utter horror, I walk into my husband holding my son's hands over the sink and his um, on his fingers and palms of both hands, it looked like egg noodles. And what had happened is we found out later that my son had had a focal seizure, which just, um, I, I hope to bring awareness to the world about this because I didn't even know that focal seizures existed. And it's basically where the person keeps doing actions, whatever's programmed in the brain, the person keeps doing those actions. So he must've been thinking about cleaning the pan and he ended up picking up the hot pan with his bare hands and holding onto it long enough to get second and third degree burns. And so um, we rushed oh to the Oh my gosh. Day. We didn't know he was having seizures and um, we we thought he had a little bit of incontinence because he'd peed himself and didn't really understand he was like what i didn't pee myself and then he'd look down and sure enough and um so we ended up realizing it was seizures within a week we found out it was because of a brain tumor they did so much testing on him we ended up going in and out of hospitals almost constantly and for a couple months i had completely quit everything 
And because it was on his hands, it wasn't just the brain tumor. It was also his hands. He, he already couldn't go outside and do anything with like wheels or sports or anything where he could possibly hit his head because they weren't sure what caused it. But because of his hands, he also couldn't play on the computer, couldn't hold a remote, couldn't feed himself, couldn't like write or draw or play games. Um, he couldn't even go to the bathroom by himself or take showers by himself. Like when his dad went to work, I had to go help him as an 11 year old young man who's stepping into his manhood and stuff like that. He couldn't even go to the bathroom by himself. And so he entered this really dark time of depression. Oh, and then during that time, I walked in on him trying to hurt himself a few times, um, trying to like, I, it's his story to share. And so I'm really, I'm really sensitive about the topic. And, um, for anyone who's you don't have not, to say another thing, girl, this is like, wow. Yeah. So wow. I walked in on him trying to commit suicide one time and it still gets me cause it's so fresh. He's only 15. Um, he's alive. Amen. Amen. Um, but, oh but I walked in on that and there just was this point where it's like I had entered into depression too, because our life was flipped upside down. And I just, I was coming out and I was trying to be that motivational speaker. And I was just like, I can't let my son die. And so I started going into my closet and hiding my tears in my closet and crying. And then I would come out and I would be that positive person because he was in so much pain and he was depressed and he couldn't like he lost all of his friends. Like there's just so many terrible things happen for him. So I would just come out and like I dredged up all the Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Bob Proctor and Zig Ziglar and all of the, like the greats that I had inside of me. And I just started constantly every single day just speaking life into him. And it's like, man, you're going to be on stage someday. We need to take pictures and document this. And I just remember coming out one day. We had just gotten done watching um, The Last Dance, which is the documentary about Michael Jordan. And I recognized that my kids are seeing people like well, they weren't watching, they were watching Michael Jordan back then because I was, <laughs> but right. they're not really looking at him anymore so much. They're looking at people like Mr. Beast and some of these amazing singers like Marshmallow and um, The Weeknd and some of these other really famous people out there. And they're thinking like, well, they can do it because they had this, 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 or this, like whatever stories they're building in their mind, right. but I can't do it because like, that that's them and that this is me and I'm just a normal person. And I recognized in that moment that I came out and I, I was talking to my kids and I was like, you know what, you can do and be whatever you want in life as long as you pursue it with all of your might. And then it hit me like a punch to the gut that I wasn't doing that myself and showing them firsthand. Right. And that if I actually wanted them to be great in their life and if I wanted them to pursue amazing things in their life, I had to do that myself. If I wanted them to pursue their passions and their dreams, I had to stand up and start doing it myself. And so at that time, I jumped back in. I was in like Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins, Knowledge Business Blueprint, KBB at the time. Now I think it's right. called Self-Education Revolution. They might have changed the name again. I don't know. I'm not really Probably. following it. But I, I was in that. And so I jumped back into it and I created out my first event and created a landing page. Like what the heck was a landing page for the first time and like all this stuff. And I had three people who attended that event. So I was not like wildly successful. And those three people, one of them was my mom, nice. <laughs> uh, my aunt and my mom paid for her ticket. And then the third one was somebody that I was in the program with who was supporting me. <laughs> so nice. it wasn't like, a huge success. And um, 
I didn't really feel like just a course was enough. And so I started just studying everything I could on YouTube and finding whatever I could because I was just so determined to be successful. And about uh, two weeks before my son's brain surgery. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I found, or no, two weeks after, I'm sorry, timelines messed up. But anyways, it was right around his brain surgery. Yeah. I, I found this mentorship and I paid 10K and it was the most I'd ever invested into anything. And I was like, if I could just learn how to make enough money to pay for the payments on this credit card, it will be worth it. And so I invested 10K, jumped in, and about like a week before the program was over, it was a 10 week program, I got my first client. And I just remember getting that, like he paid me on a toupee, it was a $3,800 offer at the time. And I was just stupid excited about that $1,900. And I was like, babe, I can make the payment myself and I can do this. And and what was so cool is that my first month it was 1,900, my second month it was 7,700, my third month it was 12,000, my fourth month it was 20,000, and then within six months I'd collected over $100,000 in my business, and it just completely transformed our family's life, like wow. completely. And my son has been since his brain surgery because I'm sure all of you guys are wondering because I opened that loop. Let's close yeah. that for you. He's healthy. Yes. He was 11 and shorter than me and he got really chubby, couldn't work out for like a couple of years. And so like, he's now like taller than me, super athletic, extremely handsome. If you want to see pictures, you can go over to my Facebook. There's pictures of him oh, yeah. on there. Oh yeah, we're going to share that. But, yeah. And he has full functionality of his hands, which is amazing because they did four skin graft surgeries, insane. And I was just wow. in and out of hospitals almost constantly that year. And I still just went out and pursued what my dreams were and my kids have told me since then how proud they are of me. But what's even bigger is that they're actually pursuing things that they want in life and pursuing their passions because I That's set that amazing. example for them. I am so proud of you and what an ordeal and what a redemption story. Like, praise God that you were such an amazing like. And again, I totally get it. I've been in the place where I would go in my closet, you know, and sob into my clothes and um, they're great tissues, your clothes. <laughs> I get when girl. you don't have the shoes and you're like, I don't need this extra layer. <laughs> right. Or your, your exactly. sleeve. Oh well, what gosh. was it that now I know today we're talking about Facebook groups and how to become a marketing Facebook group beast. But what was the first product that you um, created that you sold for the, the two part offer? Uh, I was for Facebook groups. And oh, um, you went right yeah. into that in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And the very first person that I helped, he had a group of about 2000 members. And he was like, I haven't touched this group in two years. It was like, literally zero engagement. It had 2000 members, zero engagement, completely dead. He had not posted in it for two years. And he was like, could we get clients out of this? And I said, absolutely. And he's like, okay, cool. And he, he was the $1,900 toupee. You know, he paid me 1900 twice. And so within Within two weeks of implementing, he had already pulled 10,000 in sales from the group. Wow. From a completely dead group. Wow. That's fantastic. So what made you think that from doing nothing, I mean, not starting anywhere and going right into groups, did you see the potential of groups? I mean, what was it that you saw in groups that made you realize, wow, this is something I could really help people with? 
So I actually did, I, I, well, we hadn't monetized it a long time ago, but I used to run like uh, fitness boot camps inside of groups for a while. Oh. And then I did, there was a website called Cafe Mom before Facebook groups ever existed. And I was admin over that. I also did a lot of organic engagement for communities in person because oh. I worked with a lot of nonprofits and newer small businesses and um, churches. We did a lot of local church plants. Okay. And when we were doing those local church plants and working with the nonprofits, they don't, well, also new businesses, they don't really have a very large budget in the beginning. Right. And so we had to figure out like, what are the free ways that we can do this and how can we build up buzz and how can we kind of start a movement around things so that people naturally want to share it with others. And I felt like when I was younger, I was really held back because the leaders did not did not weren't very great and we still have this issue today but leaders can sometimes not be great at delegating the vision and allowing people to just take a project and run with it and so when i was able to go to cafe mom i was admin over several groups that i was partnered with people and then i had a few of my own and i actually had my first sponsor when i was on cafe mom and so i got sponsored and that was my first way to monetize and then when we jumped over into facebook groups i had another Another friend, one of the very first Facebook groups that I helped monetize, I actually came up with five different ways of monetization for her. We implemented them all within three months and made money with all of those different ways of monetization for the group. And the group was less than 100 inactive members and grew to 500 in the first three months. And it was just like, I want to say 90% plus engagement. And then I actually gave her a strategy. She got featured on the news. She got some guest speaking spots at the local university for the business school. And then she, uh, with the news feature, was able to grow the group from 500 to 1500. And that one was for a local Facebook group. So it was for women entrepreneurs in one local area where the population is like 40,000 people. And it grew from less than 100 to 1500 within four months. That's fantastic. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I, I don't, I mean, you, you know, you monetize this, so I don't, I don't want to take all your secrets or share all your secrets, but I just started a group. And again, I have had multiple groups over the years being, you know, starting in Facebook, I think in 2008, um, when it first started, I thought I would check it out before I allowed my daughter to have an account. And um, I remember we were during 2008 was when I had my, they thought I had cancer. We were time a little bit off that mm -hmm. offline. And literally the economy was crashing. And so there was no money. People, I, I literally kept a couple clients, but people were like, we don't need marketing anymore. We're cutting all our court costs, right? And so like I was dealing with all these things, but God always had me, right? It was fine. But uh, my daughter will always joke with me that, um, that I, that we, <laughs> she's like, great mom, give me something that was free. So literally that Christmas, I, because I had been on it for six months, I gave it to my daughter as a Christmas present was her own Facebook account. <laughs> and she's like, wow, mom, big spender. I'm like, dude, <laughs> we didn't have any money. Like that was like a big deal. And you were, you know, a teenager. You're like, ungrateful, you know? ungrateful child. I am taking that back. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No more Facebook account for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you look, you know, hindsight and you think, oh, should, was that the right decision? Anyways. So um, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, but um, but anyway, so I remember being on it, trying to, you know, figure it out or whatever. And so I've started different groups, but I, to be honest, it always seemed like it was coming, like I was feeding the group, feeding the group. And I wasn't, I didn't set it up correctly to be one that was, 
you know, a two-way street that people would feel like part of a community. And I, that's what I really want to do with this new group. So I, you know, I probably have at least five groups that I've kind of, you know, I've archived that I just aren't, that I, I guess you would call them a pop-up group now in hindsight. But what would you have as advice for me to make sure that this, my group becomes this thriving community? So one of the things that we did with the women entrepreneurs group is we made it a safe place for women to just come and ask questions and talk about like anything that they wanted to inside of the group. A lot of times, one of the biggest problems I see with Facebook groups and why they end up dying over time, there's, there's multiple reasons, but one of the biggest ones is that the admin becomes so, um, high and mighty. They want to start controlling all the conversations. They want to control what's being posted. And so they turn off the ability to post inside of the group without admin approval, which mm. if you actually grow your group to any kind of super group size, which is when we get into the 30, 50, 100,000 members more. Um, I was partnered with somebody who had a group that was 1.2 million members. And it's one of the top, uh, actually, I think it's 1.3 million now, but it's one of the top oh. five Facebook groups on Facebook. And so once you get into those growth groups and you you have a bigger group, like having to manage every single post that comes in is absolutely insane. Can you imagine the size team that you would have to have? It's not scalable. Crazy, and so yeah. these people come in as these new leaders. And I see this too in like newer businesses where people are trying to prove themselves. And so they need to prove that they have the authority or they need to prove that they have the power. Or they need to prove that they're the they're the leader and they have the skills. And that right. ends up squelching creativity. It ends up squelching the excitement because it's like if I just had a major win and I wanted to share it with people and I wanted to be like, I just did this. If I have to wait for post approval, all of that energy that I had with that dissipates and it's gone. And you right. want people to be able to interact while they still have the energy to interact while they're still excited. Because when I'm excited and I interact with people, like I am constantly responding to comments. Right. But the moment that that excitement goes away, I'm like, eh, and I just don't even return to it. And so a lot of groups will put that like managing power over all of the posts that come in. And that's one of the big right. things that I would say, make sure you don't do that. Okay. I have not done that. So whew, check. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I did. I wanted to have two-way streets, but you know, people are busy. And um, so here's, and here's something that you can do and that every person who participates and watches this can also do is go find there's more than 280 million Facebook groups. This is a statistic from two years ago. So there's probably way more now. Wow. Um, go find another group that has a topic like what you have and go look inside that group and see what are people chatting about, about okay. your topic or about your niche. Okay. What is it that people are chatting about most? And if you create a group based on what people are already talking about and what's already important to them and what they already chat about, that's going to create that intimate environment. It's going to be it's going to be easy for them to know what to talk about. I, this is one of the other things. People who have way too many rules and they're like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Well, most people don't post inside of a group that has a lot of rules because they don't know how they can post. They don't know what they can post. And right. so making sure that people understand how to post in the group and that they actually do a post when they are first coming into the group, it's like we're training them how to interact with the group in the future. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Yeah, I actually um, uh, created so they to introduce themselves with a GIF, but they picked a GIF, but they didn't really tell me about themselves. So I realized, hmm, 
<laughs> Maybe I need to go back and edit that to say, please introduce yourself. Um, but I just thought the GIF was fun. Should I take that off? <laughs> or should I just, you know, do a new one? Do you have- um, Like you ask them to post a GIF as their own post? Or you ask them um, to put a No, comment. I actually said comment below with a gift to introduce yourself. So I probably should let them each. And some people did take the initiative to introduce themselves. And I, of course, was applauding them. Like, this is so great. I love their so What we're looking help. for when we ask people to introduce themselves or create a new post or something like that, what we're looking for is about 25%. 25% of people are going to say yes and actually do it. Okay. So if you have 25% of the new people who just came in who actually participate, you're doing yeah. an amazing job. If you have more than that, you're so good. Okay. Um, most people, so the introverts don't usually want to introduce themselves anyway. So well, think was, about I that. Was, like 50% of the doing, population doesn't even want to introduce themselves. Yeah. That's why I was doing the GIF. I thought it would be like low friction. Yeah. And then, and then there's another percentage of people who just don't really know you yet, or they don't really like, they don't, they haven't built up that like factor or they just don't really trust yet. And they're just like waiting and hanging back to see because only about 15% of people are ready to buy right away. If we look at the three different types of buyers. And then, um, that means that there's uh, 61% of people who like, they just need more time to figure things out. And then there's 24% of people who are just never going to say anything. They're just going to hang out in the background. They're literally going to join your group just to spy on it, just to see. And then they're, they're either the people who are like, I'm going to buy from you someday, or they're the people who are like, you know, I'm never buying from you. Either way, they come in the group to lurk. They're the lurkers in the background. And then right. those people lurk around and eventually they do become buyers if the group is engaged and if they see people like getting amazing results or they see people having fun, eventually they engage. Eventually there's buy-in, but it usually takes about six to 12 months for those people. Sometimes it can take up to two years. Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing. I haven't really put out like anything to buy. I was just wanting to be of service. Um, and then I did have a masterclass yesterday where I do these type of lives all day, every day for years. And of course, and I had been promoting the group just to come to this masterclass. And of course, the day that I do a masterclass, the moon wasn't aligned or something. And I was not able to log into any of my streaming services like Wave. I even tried Be Live, which I've used to use for years and started glitching. And then I was trying to do it natively on Facebook. Seriously everything and i had it in my presentation so eventually like i felt so bad it was like nine minutes in and i was like hey just like whatever in the background like trying to do all my things you know and i was able to give the presentation but i just felt like oh my gosh and so during that i was all flustered and i said um hey gosh i have this availability to you know work with me one-on-one -on -one, but i just kind of breezed over it because that really wasn't the point of it the point of it was to serve and share about ai so um anyway so Obviously nobody did it because I kind of breezed over it. So is that what you were talking about, about having offers like that are kind of, as we would say, mumbled as part of in your presentations? Um, re refine, refine your question and ask it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just kind of bl blurted it all out. So I was thinking yeah. when you say they'll never buy from you or they will buy for you or whatever. Like I said, I had, uh -huh. my intention of the group was to create like this cool community of people sharing ideas. But I but during my masterclass, I kind of I I added in the ability to an offer, I should say. Um, so but I'm just saying, should I do that separately or? 
it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with the buyer types because 15 percent of people should have jumped on that 15 percent of it like i don't know how many people like said that they were going or how many people participated and watched but 15 percent of people should have jumped on that okay because 15 percent are ready to buy right away they're right. the yes people they're the, they're gonna whether they're buying from you or they're buying from somebody else they're buying something right now because it is a big hairy deal problem that they need to get solved right now right right so the reason why you probably didn't get any bites on that one was because you said that that wasn't your intention. So sure. probably it came across in your energy whenever you did make the pitch at the end, like it should always be your intention. It is 100% my intention to sell every single person that it hears about me. Like, like I want you to jump into my stuff because it's like, there's a lot of other great people out there. There's a lot of people who do similar things to what I do, not the same, but similar things. You like every single program out there probably works. Otherwise they wouldn't have created it probably because they've done it before and it works for them. It probably right. works. If you stick to that one thing, 100% and do it, it probably right. works. So there's all these amazing programs out there. Why should people buy from me? It's because I care about it differently. And so when they connect with me and they should, it's like, I, am I in competition with people like Molly Mahoney? Maybe, but at the same time, they can buy from her and get amazing results and buy from me and get different amazing results or similar amazing results, or they can buy from both of us and absolutely amplify stuff. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. But so at any point, at even at any given point, especially inside of my group, I am 100% there to sell you if it makes sense. And right. I tell people that too. There was um, there was a messenger strategy that I got from Traffic and Funnels when I worked there. Um, I actually I went through their client kit program, and then I ended up working for them for about four and a half months, training oh. other people inside of client kit because I got such amazing results. And um, I got this messenger script from one of their setters, and it was so good. And it said at the end of it, whenever they were booking the call, they're like, "Hey, you know, do you want to hop on a call?" at some point in the next couple of days, um, I can show you exactly what our clients are doing to get amazing results. Um, and may, I might have a few other things I can send you that would be really helpful for where you're at. And then it said, promise I've got nothing to pitch you um, or, or something along those lines with right. an LOL. And I was like, no, I was like, I, I changed it to say, promise I've got nothing to pitch you unless you want and ask for my help or unless you Ooh. need and ask for my help. And that it was because I wanted them to know that I was 100% going to pitch them if it made sense. It was 100% going to share offers that would help them if it made sense. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Catch it on the replay. I'm putting it, I'm putting it on the replay. Yeah. Unless you, what was it again? Unless you, unless you, I, I say either want or need, unless you need or ask for my help. Ask for my help promise not to pitch you unless you need or ask for my help because I'm I'm letting people know like I'm not hopping on a call to waste my time or your time if there's something I can do that's going to help you and it costs money I'm going to share it with you and right. I don't I don't feel like I overcharge for what I do right. like one of my clients just jumped into I have a program that's roughly around 10k I have multiple things ranging all the way down from you know, $27 on $0. I have some really cool stuff for $0, but all the way down from $27 all the way up to 15,000. I actually just had a person sign on with me for private consulting for 24,000, you know? And so it's like, right. we have things in all those ranges, but I did have somebody who just jumped in with me. She spent $10,000, but she made 70,000 in her first month. Working wow. With me. Wow. And so it's like, 
I don't like, and you shouldn't, if you have an offer, as long as it's a reasonable price, then it makes sense. And if you don't do the math with people on the phone, you need to figure out a way to do math. Even if you're a mindset coach, even if you're working in some industry that the, the maths doesn't math or whatever, like figure out a math problem that you can do. They're right. spending money somewhere. If they're, if they're needing like health stuff, they're probably spending a lot of money on depression and overcoming depression and overcoming stress and overcoming anxiety. That's for health, mindset, wellness, fitness, all of those industries where it's a service-based industry that doesn't have the maths. They're probably spending a lot of money on things to help make them happy that aren't working. Have them do math. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Maybe have that be one of your lead magnets where they sit down and they actually do the math and work out how much money they've been spending on things that are supposed to be helping make them happy, right. that actually don't make them happy. I love that. And then they'll look at how much they're spending throughout the year. Maybe they're already spending 10, 20, $30,000 a year on stuff to make them happy and it's not working. Right. That is, that is so brilliant. Yeah. My offer, basically, it was just basically, I call it the uh, brilliant breakthrough power hour. So basically they're spending 60 minutes with me and I basically go through and assess everything that they are doing, see if there's any holes. And then I suggest like I create a little strategy for them. Like literally walk away after 60 minutes and go, oh my gosh, like it's been right there in front of me. <laughs> right. And so I help them craft that. And then if they do want more, you know, support, then we have, you know, different programs that we, we do. We have software. I make sure there's no holes in their automation system. So yeah, so I totally get it. I was saying that in my group, I haven't pitched, um, cause again, I just started it like at last month, but I hadn't like, I didn't have a separate pitch. I actually just thought at the last minute, because my intention was just to share about AI and that was something interesting for people to come into the group to learn about. Um, I thought, oh, maybe I should offer, I should throw my offer out there too. But I think that I was, because all the tech was going crazy, I was just like, oh, forget it. And I just said it because it was on my deck. And what's so beautiful you know. is that all the people who showed up to it, and this is something that I think a lot of people skip over, especially in their groups, is you have all these people who will show up to a live, they'll comment on your post, they'll opt in for a CTA in the past, and like most people just don't even follow up with them. Do you know how easy it is to follow up? Like, um, actually, this is a really perfect day for this example. Uh, okay. Somebody just messaged me earlier. I commented happy birthday on his post. And he sent me this. Thanks for the birthday wishes, Sierra. Ow. And by the way, next week, Saturday, I do a free masterclass, how to use Jungian analytical depth technology, MBTI, and human design to build a brand that truly feels like you. You're more than welcome to join if you like. Well, that was a really crappy CTA at the end. The, the, you're more than welcome to join if you like. But it was a really great idea that people just wished him a happy birthday. And he followed up with people who wished him a happy birthday and said, I'm doing this. Do you want info? Like, why don't people follow up? I don't know. 
you have all those people that you can follow up with at any point and be like, hey, I know I glossed over this at the end, but I wanted to put it out there. Are you or somebody you know looking for X right now or struggling with X right now? And just follow up. I love it. Good suggestion. So in a group, obviously, it's because they're interested in, you know, they wouldn't join the group unless they were interested in the topic or wanted a community help exactly. with that issue, right? Exactly. So, um, so how was it? Because you obviously have so many. In fact, I was, you mentioned one um, success story. I'm like so impressed with you. Um, you mentioned that you had 70,000 people from a group. Uh, let's see, I'm so sorry. You said Becky did 70,000. Sorry, say what it is that you did. But she had a um, 90% closing rate. Give me more examples. I mean, give me a. Yeah, she was story. doing, she was doing when she, when she and I started working together, she was doing roughly a 20% closing rate on her calls, which means to get $200,000 months, she was having to have like 50 or 60 calls a month. And she was taking all the sales calls herself and she was kind of burning out. And, okay. um, and she was like, yeah, but as long as we can maintain getting those calls every month, then I can bring on a sales team. And I was like, do not hand off sales. If you only have a 20% closing rate as the leader and the owner of the business, the leader okay. and the owner of the business should have 75 to hundred percent closing rate. And okay. if you do not have that kind of closing rate and you're jumping on a bunch of sales calls without that kind of closing rate, you are not ready to hand it off to a sales team. Like do not, I'm telling you, do not hand it off because your sales team Um, typically sales team closing rates are around 20%. But if the owner of the business is not even closing at 75 to 100%, like that percentage is going to drastically drop because it means that the way that you have your pitch created is not scalable. And so um, we took her 20% closing rate to a 90% closing rate in the first month. And we, we just worked on like a few pieces of like refining down who was actually getting to jump on calls. So she was able to do way less calls and make the same amount of money. Um, she hadn't, she hadn't had any calls the previous month because she actually had a Facebook jail issue, which we also ironed out. Um, most of the time, Facebook jail issues come from duplication of messages in a spam or bot like way. Okay. And it also comes from doing too much of an activity you've never done before or from multiple people logging into your account, which goes against their community guidelines. Oh, okay. So what did you do to change the the direction of that? Like, what did you do to, to fix that? Um, well, we started having a few different ways that we were running people to her messenger. So instead of her initiating messenger conversations with a bunch of people who were not on her friends list and her friends list is completely maxed, so it's not even possible, we started driving people to message her instead which will help with the like avoiding jail. And then, and then she also has, she has an intake person already. So we cleaned up some of the intake call and we started, we do it, we do a little bit of qualifying in messenger. She does an intake call. That's like a gatekeeper before they, before they get to a call with her. And so by the time they get on the call with her, cause her time is way more valuable than a VA's time. Um, but we have the VA's helping on the front end and then she jumps on the calls on the back end. So I'm assuming she has like a group coaching program that she does. She does. She's a real estate investor. Oh, okay. Very cool. And I'm just curious, like how do you people to initiate a message with her? Um, so you can actually, like everybody has this. So you have your little URL for your Facebook profile and you do m.me slash whatever your URL is. And that's the direct message to you. So you can tell them to message you at that link. 
again, if you've not hit up a hundred people and you had a hundred people opt in for something, please, I did not, I did not tell you to go message everybody the exact same message. Remember that Sierra did not tell you to do that. Change up your message, switch it up, vary up your activity on Facebook, be like a normal human. A normal human doesn't go to Facebook and do the exact same monotonous activity over and over and over and over and over again. We go on here and we like our friends post and we comment and we chat with people in Messenger and then we go back over and scroll our newsfeed a little bit. Like we vary up the activity. So whatever your activity is, make sure you're varying up the activity when you do that. What I meant, and that's awesome. And that's so true. Hello, be a human. What a concept. (laughs) <laughs> like talk to people like humans. That's nuts, Sierra. Dang. Um, no, I just meant like, how did you inspire people to click on that link and send her a private message? Um, they wanted the thing. It was an opt-in post, and so it was oh. it was a lead magnet that they wanted. So we do. Oh. Um, I always recommend inside of groups to do, like you need to be doing an opt-in every single week, at least once a week. Oh, okay. So like, and a we new, do that in style, like in viral question style where we just come up with a new name for something. We put it out there into the universe and we're just like, hey, does anybody want this? And people are like, yes, or people are like crickets. And it gives us that marketing feedback on what people actually want based on the titles. So it's almost like the whole sell it first. So if you offer it and let enough people ask for it, then you can create it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned something that we are gonna talk about today because your um, brilliant marketing tip was about viral questions. So let me have you kind of share a little bit more. I mean, obviously it said here, viral questions is all you need to kick up valuable conversations and hit your first 10K. What do you mean by that? And what the heck is a viral question? So a viral question is a really simple question that is easy to answer. It's quick to answer. And It's also typically fun or entertaining in some aspect. So like a viral question might be something along the lines of, um, do you prefer coffee or tea? Do you like Brussels sprouts? (laughs) Yay or nay? (laughs) Right. But like, I'm I'm literally asking, do you prefer coffee or tea? Oh, to me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Coffee, of course. So see how you said coffee, of course. Right. It's because you feel passionately about it. And so yeah. it's kind of polarizing coffee or tea. Like people who are tea drinkers are tea drinkers. People who are coffee right. drinkers are coffee drinkers. And right. so it kind of like it's fun to answer and it's fun to talk about because it's just something you like casually enjoy. And so um, viral questions are questions that are super easy to answer, that it's really easy to like just stop for a second, answer real quick and keep scrolling in the newsfeed because it gets higher engagement really fast. So it has a tendency to go viral really fast. So if you went and posted that in a group that's like between like one of the super groups that's like 10, 20, 30,000 members, you'd probably get 100 to 300 comments on your very first post. And it just has to make sense for whatever the group is. But like those really simple to answer questions are viral questions. And realistically, um, I actually just did a training recently at one of Molly's events. And then I turned it into a training that anyone anywhere can get at any time. And I put that up in our Sam cart platform recently for everybody. And so you can get access to that. And I talk about like the three different viral questions. The first one is to build engagement. Um, One is to get high visibility with new people that you don't even know yet so that you can make new friends. And then another one is to actually close sales and how to like kick up those new sales conversations. And so I, my entire front end program, like I have a phase one that helps people get to like 10 to 30 K months. All we use is viral questions in the beginning. 
That's literally all we use for marketing. We don't, we don't have to do value post. We don't have to do leadership style post, which is the longer form ones. We don't have to do story style post. Like realistically, all you have to do is kick up conversations with the right people at the right time, because 15% of people you talk to are going to be buying. You just have to talk to that. them. But how do you take something like coffee or tea to get, bring them down the funnel? Um, that's that one's for engagement. So once you kick up the engagement with them, Facebook's going to show whatever your next post is to them, which hopefully is the CTA post that you post once per week. And then if they are somebody who wants it, they will, they will come to you and they will comment. Yes, I want that. Okay. So you're basically just, and that was something that I'm so glad you answered that. Cause I know that'd be like, people are like, well, what do you do with that coffee or tea? Just like the Brussels sprouts thing, A or nay. Um, so it's not you, really you that build, you're, you build rapport. Yeah. But it's you not like you're going like in and you. yeah. <laughs> like, but you're no, not, you I mean, totally can. I actually just did this with somebody yesterday where I was like, I was like, you should always be driving people to talk about your offer and what you do. So I told her like, come up with an offer. And she was like dog walking. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, now just come up with any topic. We were sitting outside having coffee the other day and I was like, just come up with any topic. And she was like, oh, you know, I just saw some birds flying over there. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like I love the birds. And I like, I actually have a friend and we see all the birds whenever, like I was helping walk his dog for a little bit. And um, I like all the birds outside and the dog would get so excited and chase them. And uh, anyways, do you have a dog? And it was just like, like literally, so I took somebody else's offer or an idea for somebody else's offer. And you're just able to flip things around and just start up conversations based around what you do. It should be natural. You should love talking about what you do. Right. No, I love that. I guess I was saying that a lot of people, in fact, I was at the event where you gave the training on it. That was a question a lot of people had was, well, I know it's a conversation starter, but do I need to take that conversation down a path? Remember, we were brainstorming about it. You don't have to. You don't okay, have to. So you're you saying can. you have yeah. no leads. Do it with everybody. If you have no leads right now or you are desperate for sales, oh, my gosh, just go make sales. And so literally, like I was saying with the coffee or tea, so I could just flip that around and be like, you know, oh, do you drink coffee on work days? Like how many cups do you drink? And now you're talking to me about your job and what you do. Right. And, and then I can start qualifying on, you. Oh, do you have your own business or do you work for a company? Like, what do you do? Yeah. And would that all be on DM, like in Messenger, or was this live on, on the, like a, the post? I take it to DM when it turns into I'm about to pitch them. Okay. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Or I'm about to book a call. Or I'm about to send them something. Like, I might say... Like, oh my gosh, I have something that might be perfect for you. Like, let me shoot you a message. Nice. And then take it over to DMs. Um, But if if it's going towards a sale, I usually take it to DMs because I don't want people to think that that question was solely for the sale because it's not. It's it's for rapport. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying is, so you did. So that's really good advice. I just want to share with the the watchers. That sounds weird. The the list because this is a podcast and a live stream, so they're listening and they're watching, I guess. Anyways, but it's really good because, you know, that question is like, how far do I take it, you know, in public? 
versus what goes right. Cause you do, I never want people to think that I'm just talking to them. I want to, you know, I'm, I like to engage with people and talk to people. So that that's awesome. So you answered that. That is great. And then by the way, this link right here, and I'll put it in the comments as well. Um, and in the description of the show is, uh, this is a great way for you to kickstart your engagement by using her viral questions to start those conversations. I just love that you offer that. That is so cool. Um, yeah. and so, and you have multiple different viral questions in that. Yeah, there's, there's over 80 different viral questions inside of that. And in addition to that, the training that I put in there shows you how to take those and adapt them for whatever your niche, whatever your market is. Like you can literally take all of those viral questions and adapt them with the training. Love that. Okay, I just updated to say 80 viral questions. I love it. Okay, yay. All right, cool. So the other um, thing that we were talking about is that um, your brilliant marketing share um, is that you said stop consuming social media without engaging. Can you go into depth on that? Uh, yeah. So if you've ever been on social media and you're like, I just don't like being on Facebook or I don't like being on Instagram or TikTok or whatever other social media platform you're on, typically it's because you're sitting there and you're just consuming and you're not actually engaging with people. So when we engage with people, we start building those relationships. And so instead of consuming your competitor's content and your friends and family's content, and maybe maybe your client's content, maybe random strangers' content, you're just sitting there consuming, it actually right. ends up like you're sitting there for 30 seconds and then like five, 10 minutes later, you're like, whoa, where did my time go? Right. Like, oh my gosh, I'm almost late to a meeting. Like that kind right. of stuff happens all the time for everybody. And it's because we go to social media to consume and we get in this habit of consuming versus engaging. And so I wanna challenge anybody who hears this to go to social media, like actually make a point to do this, not just the next time you go to social media. I mean, literally go to your social media platform and every single post that you pause on, engage with it. So if you pause okay. for five to 10 seconds, right. engage with it, whether it's dropping um, a like button or a heart or some other kind of, some other kind of reaction, or it's actually writing a comment, I want to challenge you to engage with it. Because what happens when we engage in person, think about it, you go to the store and you smile at somebody and they smile back at you. It right. feels really good. We get dopamine and serotonin and we get all these happy hormones that kick up. The same thing happens on social media. And so many people end up getting depressed or stressed, or they have high anxiety from being on social media, because they're not getting that happy hormone chemical hitting. Right. And it's not coming from the activities that are long lasting. It's coming from like those those quick things. So like when we have sugar or caffeine and then we have a really big crash in the afternoon because we had sugar or caffeine, it's because it's a short lived energy. Whereas when we get a hug from somebody, that energy can last us for a pretty long time. Right. When we get a compliment from somebody we love, we can go back and read that compliment over and over and over again. And it feels really good every time we read it. When we watch a video of like one of our kids smiling about something or discovering something new for the first time, it lights us up. Yeah. And so those totally. long lasting emotions come from the actual engagement of it, not just the consumption. I love that thank you for that perspective i when you just said that yeah there was recently we my son my son was visiting from um he lives in florida and he was visiting and they he was it sounds weird to say this because they're all in their 20s now they were playing my daughter took a video he would he was pushing the girls on this cart and she was videotaping herself her little sister who was she's sitting on her lap and my son who was pushing them 
and the joy in their face, like literally brought me back to when they were little children. And I was like, I mean, I had to screen record that. It was like in one of my, my kids um, story. And I was so like, you know, and of course I commented, right. But it was like, so like, it made me so happy as a mom, but the same thing, like I'll see other videos of like kids hugging cats or, you know, a dog hugging a cat or, you know, something. And I know it's like, I just think it's, oh, it just made my day. And so even on videos like that, making a little comment, like this was so sweet. It does. It reinforces the fact that they're doing something good. And I think that rising tides lifts all boats, right? Yes. Can I give you a high, a high level way to do this? Yes. Create a Google doc and inside of that Google doc, I want you to find your five favorite quotes from five gurus that your audience loves to follow. Okay. So find your five favorite quotes and put them into that Google doc. And then think of five like tips or something that you tell your clients or you tell new people that you talk to all the time, that would be super helpful for other people. And then put that into your Google doc and then use this Google doc when you go to engage. And when you comment and engage, use one of those, Oh, either the quote or one of those tips inside of your engagement. And then you have something to refer back to on a regular basis. And so this actually gives you the ability to show up as a leader in the comments. And when you show up as a leader in the comments, it's so freaking cool. Um, So on a group side, you can be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I would love this kind of energy inside of my group. Here's my group link. And then you can share one of your tips or you can share one of your favorite quotes or something like that. And it connects with them. And so now in the comments, you'd be surprised if a if a post is getting enough engagement, like where it has like 100 to 300 comments on it, and you go drop a comment, there's a likelihood that 30 to 50 people are going to see your comment on somebody else's post. And if it is valuable, there's the likelihood that those people are actually either going to connect with you as a friend or follow you or want to join your group. And so that's a great way to engage and get a lot of long lasting business growth. I love that. Now, I will definitely be doing that. But I was wondering if you're in someone else's group and you're dropping a link to join your group, is that considered rude though? I mean, there's 280 million Facebook groups. There's more than 280 million Facebook groups. If they kick you out for that, I mean, cool. Bye. <laughs> okay. I'll go find another group. Right. There's, well, my, there's some my groups that don't always... care and there's some groups that do. Right. Well, my mantra is always ask for forgiveness, not, not permission. So I would say, yes, as long as you're doing it in a respectful way, you're not trying to poach their people, but you're just saying, hey, I have another great thing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So if I, if I was, for example, if I was in a women entrepreneurs group and I had a group that was a women entrepreneurs group, maybe not that one, but if I went into an entrepreneurs group and I was like, Hey, I just created a group. That's just all women. Would you like to join? It makes sense. And this was actually one of the strategies we used for that women entrepreneurs group. There were a bunch of entrepreneurial or business related groups for the area, all dead. All it was, was just like people spam post for, I don't know, their, their business advertisement or something like that, which was getting zero engagement in every single group because all the groups were dead. The only people commenting were the people posting their business advertisement. And so I would go in there and I would strategically find any woman entrepreneur who was posting her stuff. It could be multi-level marketing. It could be her home-based business. It could be she actually has a company locally. I was finding everyone. So I just went to all of the different groups and I found everyone and I commented below and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm shooting you a message. 
Um, and then I would say in the message, like, hey, we just started this woman entrepreneurs group. I loved the energy on your post. I think your business looks really cool. And I think it might be a perfect fit where you could add value to the group and maybe you'd get some value too. Would you like the link? And then they'd ask for the link and I'd send it to them. But okay. that was one of like the easiest ways to go into somebody else's group that isn't serving them in that capacity and you have a better way to serve them. It makes sense. It makes sense right. for you to share your group. Right. Okay. That is awesome advice. Oh my gosh. We have gone so long because you're such a rock star. You've given so much love and, and uh, amazing advice to my Wait, listeners. Thank you. Imagine what I could do with like so much more time. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's so true. It's so, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because seriously, what you're providing and your um, your brilliance is so important these days because people need something to hang on to. And I love that. And the story about your son just, oh my gosh, touched my heart and God bless him. And I'd give him a hug for me. He's like, who is that creepy woman telling you to give me a hug? <laughs> I, I think that's amazing. All the time. I love hugging him. He's like, He's so cute. And I'm like, can you just stop being so cute? Right. I know the people, my kids all grew up in theater and one of the moms um, named my son, the face. She's like the face, look at the face. He's so cute. He's so adorable. And you know, it's not just me. So yeah, all my kids are beautiful. So that's lovely. Anyways. So listen, I really appreciate your time. I'm so grateful that, um, you opened up and shared all the stuff with us. And um, I will definitely be putting your links. Everybody, if you are listening and watching this, I'm sure you got so much value out of this. Sierra's program with her um, viral um, questions, 80 viral questions and her coaching on how to use it, priceless, right? And she also asked if anybody, I said, how can people get a hold of you? And she said, just connect with her on Facebook. Send her a little DM and say, hey, I saw you on Mary's show and I think we should be friends. Um, and she will follow up with you as well. So without further ado, Sarah, Sarah, thank you again so much. I was trying to find your title here so we I could put it up so everybody can know how awesome you are, which they already know. So I don't need to put up your name, but everybody knows who you are. It's there. Okay. It I is gone. It. Oh. Okay, awesome. All right. And also speaking of groups, if you are also interested in a in, um, community of people who are like-minded, who just want to have fun and be more creative in their business, come join my group, Marketing Innovators Playground. And um, I look forward to seeing you in there. So again, without further ado, thank you again for being on the show. And I will definitely be seeing you soon inside our mastermind. And um, until then, everyone be brilliant in all you do. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at anotherbrilliantidea.com because everyone needs another brilliant idea. Make sure to join me for another episode every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific or 2.30 Central on my globally recognized show, Brilliant Marketing with Mary. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. 
Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. 